I went to, um... Why did you tell me before we start? I, I know, yeah. Fuck. Wow. I did nothing. I've done nothing. Stop trying to talk to me! I've done nothing. We're not friends! <laughs> yeah, we're only friends for the hour and change. That Three, four! The okay. Three, four! Two friends get together so that we can try things. You're invited to this podcast so that you can try things. And now we will stop seeing so that we can all now try this. Hello guys, welcome to another jam-packed episode, coming at you live from our basement you know, of Now Try This, don't come at me, I'm out of roll, I'm out of roll, I'm out of roll, I'm out of roll, and we are Now Try This, I am Nick, that guy over there that I scolded a second ago is Marcus, What's and we up? are two best friends who talk about shit that the other one has never tried before. We were best friends until you scolded me, get out of here. You dropped down a tear. Joseph, okay. you're coming up. Okay, bye. <laughs> Nowhere to go. I'm all alone without a home. Woo! All right, I'm back, guys. I I wasn't gonna leave for the whole time. I didn't want to leave you guys with this bozo. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, this is now try this. We give each other a challenge every week of things to try that the other one hasn't that we love and to try to share our love of that thing. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. That's the fun of the podcast. To keep the podcast alive, we only need a couple things from you guys, and one of those are... Reviews. Reviews on what? This podcast on iTunes. Oh, how do you leave a review on iTunes? It's not complicated. You can probably figure it out. No, tell me how to do it. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't you use go to iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> you search, now try this. There's a little button that says write a review. Nailed it. You hit it. Great. And then you write the review. Is that simple? It's that easy. Wow, I wonder why we don't have more reviews. Just ask NSL15 who left a review. It's titled, I'm Loving It. Oh. They said, I almost assumed it was a girl, but it could not be. They said, please, I need two things. Riverdale podcast and thoughts on current Jane happenings. Funny, and I love how you play both sides of the show and then let us know how much you love the show slash character. The team Michael, JK, had me. Thank goodness there are other people in the world who also think Michael was the worst. LOL. See? Told you. I hate... No. This, fuck this review. <laughs> <laughs> Is your team Michael? Team Michael. Oh, dang. Are you caught up with Jane? I'm not caught up with Jane. I oh. am. We should have like a recap. Of each thing or one episode that just recaps everything? Just like a part two to... <laughs> everything? To, yeah. Guys, if you want more part twos of all the things we've already tried, please let us know. We will give that to you, but only if people are interested. Yeah, Because true. that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but we would 100% do a Jane part two, a Riverdale part two, yeah. a Berserk part two, yeah. a Critical Role part two, a... There's no sequel yeah. of Power Rangers. What else yeah. have we done? Uh, you know what we what should do? We I, I, mean, I don't know what else we've done. weird talking about the podcast on the podcast, but... Nah, this is fun. I think for the the year episode, we go back through the list of everything we've done and like that has updates. Like, oh, where are you now with Berserk? Where are you now with Jane the Virgin? Where are you now? With whatever. That sounds like a horrible idea. Why like would you even idea. say that on the podcast? It sounds like now a they're going to expect it. Now we have to do it. Yeah, we oh, have to do it because it's a great idea. And everyone God. loves it. You've ruined the podcast. A year in review with Now Try uh, This. <laughs> but seriously, guys, if you want to give us suggestions on what to do, how to do it, we're still new at this. We're still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Tweet at us at Now Try This Cast. Slide to those DMs at Now Try This Cast on Instagram. Follow us there. Leave us reviews. Keep the podcast alive. Make this community yeah. grow. Our Just DMs like- are dry and we need them f- wet and filled. 
I don't think I like your analogy. You don't like that? Your metaphor. Um, your your whatever the thing is whatever the you fuck like you that? just did. You don't like your this, sexual you describing innuendo. Things is wet. <laughs> hey guys, our podcast is dry. Please make it wet. Yeah, yeah that go. works. That's good. That works. Uh, Marcus, works what the fuck have you been up to? What have I? Oh, this been is up an explicit to... podcast. Now. Oh yeah, sorry. I guess. Um, nah, fuck that. All the ten year olds listening to the podcast are like, yeah, they're cool for cursing. Yeah. Not that we were. Um, but now you just said that. Yeah, but then now, now, now but now it's meta. We're trying, and now it's even cooler on another. Yeah, let's level. keep talking about it. <laughs> that's how to get. That's how to get out of this hole. Let's keep yeah, talking about that's cursing how we do it. and why and how we do it. Yes, guys, if we don't hit fifteen fucks in a row in one ten minute span, we have failed you. It's true. We got a log right on the wall. Yeah, we count how many fucks we're, we're at four, five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. What have I been up to? Um, I don't know. That's why I asked you. Man, I had a great day yesterday. I walked outside. You had outside. a great, great It was day. beautiful outside. You had a great, and great, great, great day. I had intended to go to a restaurant. Everything was going your way. You had a great, great, great day. But then instead I went to a street he fair. went to a street fair. But that's... And I had the, was closed. the best... Fucking street fair food of all time. Nick. Food he's ever had. I don't know if you've ever had this great, place before. Great, great day. But it's a guy great, great, great called day. the Freakin' Reekin. Everything was and going it your is way. so it was great, fucking great good. Day. It is so delicious. Another one for the free, board. Freak Reekin. Freakin' Reekin. Freakin' Reekin. Get it right, Nick. Get it right. I'm done. I'm done. So. You know, like he just he just makes it's fair food, but it's also like Puerto Rican food. So Freaking, they got pasteles. Oh, they got pernil. Oh, they got empanadas. Oh, they got bacalaitos. If you if you're a real Puerto Rican, you said empanadillas. No, it's That's called what, it's spelled empanada. That's not what we call it back home. Well, you you're from the dumb part of Puerto Rico. <laughs> they call it something wrong. <laughs> empanada. <laughs> okay, it's not what we call it. Every time someone says empanada, I'm like, you're wrong. Well, don't you think that you're wrong if you're no. in the minority? No, because okay. my grandma made them, and that's what she called them, and I ate them. My grandma called, oh, that's, so there's colloquialisms in Puerto Rico where you, like, it's different like regions call pop. them different yeah. things. Yeah, but in Puerto Rico, it's different because they just call it whatever the fuck they want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my grandma called, um, they're called surujos. She called them arepas growing up. So growing up, I was like, those are arepas. And everyone's like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they're called surujos. And I was like, what? No, my grandma says they're arepas. I'm obviously right. I found out by Googling later that I was 100% wrong. <laughs> what if it was empanadas, but I grew up with a little bit of a lisp and I just couldn't <laughs> say it growing up? I, that, just ha- that just occurred in my head. What if? Oh my god! I need to call my mother. <laughs> call your mom and ask oh her if god. it's empanadas or empanadillas. I would do that live, but that seems interesting for no one. Yeah, um, no, but it's so fucking good. And I've been going to him for years. Whenever there's a street fair, he's there. But I just found out he's opening a restaurant in Astoria. So, right when we're gonna move, right May first. So we got some time. One month. We got like a week to to eat it That's so if, guys if you're in astoria free shout out to the freaking Rican. go check him out tell him now try this sent you and he will be very confused as to what no, that is that's so funny okay what about you what's going on with you i went i didn't know if you could tell an intro musical theater uh, music uh, an intro to musical dive. improv workshop class thing that's where i got that it's been a great day song from 
Shout out to the Magnet Theater in New York City. So we're getting used songs on the podcast? We can't get a new song? That is correct, sir. Cool. Great. That is correct. I just wanted to clarify. What are you looking for? My water. You didn't bring water with you. Fuck, man. How am I going to record the podcast on the dry throat? I guess our podcast listeners are going to have to get you there. (laughs) Make your mouth nice and wet. (laughs) Yeah, guys. And moist. Remember to slang those DMs to make my throat wet. No, but it was it was cool. It was really it was. It's actually a problem because I really enjoyed it. So I really want to take the four hundred dollar class now. Oh, so it was the first. It was a level zero. Yeah, it was like a like a level zero. Yeah, it was. It was also really funny though because half the people there was like, oh, I I can't sing. Oh, I I don't. And then they're like, fuck yeah. No, no. Then they would just kind of talk, and I was like, what class did you think you went into? This is musical improv. Yeah. So they were like scared. Were of they toxing? Yeah, least? they were toxing. That's, little, that's okay. Yeah, but like badly and like, and I'm not even judging their singing because some people sang out and didn't sing well. I don't sing well. Yeah, but I sang out. Sure. I was there to sing. Yeah, but they they were like confused about what they were there for. And I was like, what do you? Did you read the? How did you get here? I thought they were just going to play music over regular improv. Is that not what they do? Is that not intro musical to improv? musical improv? Yeah. What does that, that sound like do? to you? It sounds like I go there. And then they're it's like having their own musical fun, and I get to do my own. I just watch. Is that not? I'm not watching intro to musical improv. Is that you're not learning what it is? how to do it. I'm learning how to do it. God. Okay. okay. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. So can I leave the class now? Is that? Can I leave the class now? Is that okay? I wish some people had that. Reaction. <laughs> but it was like, oh, I don't. Oh, I was misunderstood. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> I don't understand time. what this is. But I've come here, so and it'd be the I'm thing where he'd it. explain something, and then we'd have to do it, and the person blatantly didn't do it, and then he would be like, "The teacher was real nice." He'd be like, "Okay, I mean, we we went for it, but that wasn't what I asked well, for." What's an example? Well, like we were working on structure. Like the big thing about musical improv is there has to be structure there to make your songs. Like there has to be A A B A, or it's like has to fit like a pattern sure. so everyone can easily remember it. Blah blah blah. And then some people were just not like it'd be like. Um, be like, I got eggs in my breakfast. I got eggs in my breakfast. Don't know how they got there. I have a pet bear. And it's like, uh, no, no, you should have said, like, one of the other things. And then we would have had, like, a theme. And then we could have. No, that like, was great. It, that was solid improv. That was fucking golden improv. Mostly why I brought it up was so I could sing. It sounded really cool. Yeah, so thank that you. That sounded thank great, you. yeah. Marcus, I gave you a challenge this week. You gave me a challenge, and this is the first time we've ever gotten a person, a human entity, on this uh, podcast as a challenge. You gave me Amanda Palmer. Amanda fucking Palmer. I did not know and that was her middle name. It's how it's like her professional stage name. Got it. Okay, cool. Her real name is... Um, I don't know her real name. I don't think it's important. I don't like labels. Sure. Um, on but, brand. Uh, but I can tell you why I gave you this person. Episode. Yeah, why'd you give me Amanda fucking Palmer? This is how I've stumbled onto Amanda Palmer, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I was in college. Mm-hmm. New to the Kickstarter game. What year was that? 1999? Yep. New to the Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm 47. <laughs> New to the Kickstarter game. Um, and I love Neil Gaiman, as we've talked about many times. I've yeah. gotten two challenges from him. Yeah. On this very same podcast. Go check out Pat Sandman Pass. and The Ocean at the End of the Lane. They are good episodes. Uh, if I do say so myself. Uh... And I'm always looking for his stuff, and I found his thing, and it said something. It was an evening with Amanda Palmer and Neil Gaiman. And I was like, what is this? And I read the description, and it was like, me and my wife. And I was like, oh, I didn't know who's married. Amanda Palmer are going to go around on tour 
singing songs and reading stories. And I was like, what? What is that? What is this? Uh, but I backed it because I was you like. you to all things like an old man? What? What is this? What is that? I don't know what this is. Yeah, that's. that's that some, okay. Yeah, is there something wrong with that? Or? No, I love that. I love that idea of you just reacting to everything that what? you don't know about. What is huh? this? What? Huh? What? What is What is it? Um, so I backed it, not knowing really what it was, and I got the first. That's the a first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but here's my money. <laughs> Nick Nieves brand. Classic Nick. Uh, and then I got the first album, and I was obviously really excited to hear Neil Gaiman's stories. But then I heard all these songs by this lady I didn't know, and I became enamored. I was like, this is such a weird unique sound there's such interesting stories she's telling she seems like such a fun personality i really love this so i devoured those like four or six cds worth of music because they did a prelude and the actual album so there's just like tons of music to listen to yeah and i devoured all that and then because of back that i got a notification about her album coming out that she also kickstarted very famously up to that point it was the most back musical Kickstarter up to that time mm-hmm. uh, raised $1.2 million with a 100000 goal. And I backed that too. Mm-hmm. And I got her second album. And then I started going backwards and kind of looking at her. And now, and now I back her on Patreon. And now I follow her oh, career. Oh, you do? That's great. Yeah. And I'm, I am, she is my favorite artist. I've seen her live. Um, I listen to all her songs. She mm-hmm. is, along with maybe two or three other people on my phone, she's one that I always go back to listen to. She's the one cool. that when I'm walking down the street and I'm like, I have nothing to listen to, let me bring yeah, out some of my Nice. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, Regina Spector. I've been on a Logic kick lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe. That's like what I listen to. <laughs> that's like, that, those are, that, that's it. Yeah. That's kind of what I listen well, it's, to. Well, it's interesting because I think <clears throat> you are a musical, you are a musical person, I think, or at least I, I that's, Yes. I, I do think that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't but, grow up on music. But you Exactly. So you didn't grow up on music a lot. So there's a lot that you're missing from your wheelhouse, I think, in terms of music. 100%. Knowledge. And it's don't not know like, any pop culture about music. I don't know artists. At all. Someone will mention a fucking Aerosmith. Yeah. I was like, that, you mean the Rolling Stones? And it'd be like, no, you idiot. Those are different. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> yeah, for real. So you're missing a lot. They're both old of white like, guys that sing rock, right? For sure. I mean, like... Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and ask me to it? name an Aerosmith song. I don't know. What if, like? I'm sure you discovered the Beatles like in college or something. Yeah, when like... I watched Across the Universe, the musical by Julie <laughs> Taymor. So in my head, in my yeah. head canon, those yeah. are the versions of the song. Yeah, and then when I hear the Beatles recording, I'm like, that sounds a little weird. Yeah. So I, yeah, and it's so cool because I wonder what Amanda Palmer would think of like because she's so heavily influenced by artists yeah and she says it all she the doesn't time doesn't hide it yeah she's she's enamored by she's an all anachron- the artists. Like anachronism of her. everything she's listened yeah. to growing up and, and yeah. so to feel that she's one of your like <laughs> classic like musicians well to be fair also <laughs> it's like, kind of interesting it is but it's to cool. also to be fair classic i i know her style is super unique because punk cabaret is her is the genre of music she does yeah and i don't know what that is <laughs> I just know I like her music and it's punk yeah, cabaret. So I guess I like punk cabaret. Yeah. But if I Google punk cabaret, I you promise you I wouldn't like, like almost yeah. all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her music is so I like punk in the in in its essence, like it, yeah. in its the idea behind punk. Yeah. Do I like listening to punk? No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Who's punk? Is punk like 
I the mean, shit that me, Zach is like is that let's like pull up, let's pull up a punk list is, so that way we're punk, not wrong is punk the guy that the lead singer is a vampire what the lead singer is a vampire the lead singer is a vampire and is that punk um, Zach listens I feel to like him. that would be emo what's the difference if the lead singer is a vampire I feel like that would be more emo the hell's the difference who's punk give me one punk band let me pull up a list so that way no one's no wrong. I want you to give me one so Sex Pistols no idea who they are. The Ramones? You know the Ramones. I've heard of them. Green Day? You definitely know Green Day. Are they really punk? Yeah. Like early Green Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know early Green Day. I know uh, later commercial Green Day. I don't really know. All the small things you care. Everyone knows the words of that song with me. Everyone knows. Every party I go to, because of our generation, every wedding, every party we go to, everyone knows those words. Guess who doesn't? You. This guy. I will not go. I love Blink-182. Sure. Ugh. Um, okay, so, Bowling so, for Soup. No idea what that is. Um, Whatever. Black so, Flag, Misfits. I, I like the idea of punk, but I don't listen to it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cabaret, the reason it's called Cabaret is because it, that's musical, you know? That's like stage performance, musical kind of style. Yeah. So all her music is punk, but it also has this musicalness to it, like this stageness, like this amped up emotion telling a story weird thing to it. Yeah. And I think that's why I gravitate towards it's even a little poppy sometimes which yeah. i love pop you know yeah. like her music is like the perfect blend i think of stretching my musical knowledge down as far as it'll go in terms of like punk stuff yeah, yeah. but still it's super musical it's super poppy sometimes sure, yeah. and it's always telling this really unique story and yeah. like in this unique voice and i, I just love it yeah it's and, like and the also perfect punk, blend. punk is uh like anti-establishment it's very much yeah. like down with the man kind of thing down yeah. with societal standards yeah, which um, you like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, an emo, I feel like, is more uh-huh. like complaining about <laughs> it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. They they mix a little sometimes. That's why I for get sure. Confused. Yeah, yeah, there's that's definitely overlap. Because you um, can complain in punk, but it's more like. Well, that's one of the reasons why I gave this to you because I've obviously listened to it for years. I've always mentioned her, and you always seem to have a pa- passing like interest. Like, oh, maybe I'll listen to that someday. Yeah, because yeah, I know you like punk, and I know you like musicals, yeah. and I know you usually like what I like. So yeah. I was really interested to give this to you. So what I did. For the fans, is Amanda Palmer on her website, AmandaPalmer.net, has a This Is My Life in Story post thing where it's like blogs and videos and music. And all her music's almost almost all her music's online for free, which is really interesting. And it's all there. And I told my girls, go at that, listen to these things, and I am super interested and excited. And you talk to me. I talk to you. Yeah. I mean, I could go through step by step with yeah, you. Yeah, no, well, I brought my iPad down and we can just kind of go through the timeline, I guess. Yeah. So we can talk about different points of uh, her life. Because I feel like, you Ooh, know. Now it sounds like a test. I don't know if I know that. <laughs> <laughs> now well, there's like a little test. bit. It's not a test test, but it's just like a little bit more like you may know. I, I read the stuff here, but like, I'm sure there's stuff as you being a fan and me not being a fan that you know that I don't, you know. Um, so uh, her timeline starts in 2004. Uh, where she was a part of the Dresden Dolls with Brian something. Viglione! That's perfect. There you that go. That sounds way better. Brian Viglione. Yeah. Um, they met in college. They started the band. They made the album. And they got picked up by Roadrunner. Yeah. Uh, whatever that's Records. called. The records. Um, <laughs> and so, it, one interesting thing is that she writes that, like, she has five breakup songs on the album. <laughs> and I thought that was cute. Classic. Uh, because I, I like the way... I like this challenge because I like the way that this is set up. I think that if you give me a person at first, I was kind of like, oh, God, what the fuck is this going to be? 
You gave me a person. I know. I gave a person. I was like, I'm going to have to Wikipedia. I'm going to have to do some shit. I don't understand. I know. But conveniently, fucking her website has a timeline of everything she's ever done. And it's super interesting because you're not just watching. You're not just listening. You're not just reading. You're kind of doing them all. Yeah. You are truly getting into a person. You're doing a deep dive into a And she made the thing. It wasn't reading a wiki about someone writing about it. This is she wrote. She wrote this. So everything's in her words, which is great. And then for each album, she gives you suggested listening and suggested videos yeah. and then she, also free music of all of it yes like the whole albums are just yeah. there can you she, download them for free i think so yeah okay. she very famously um in her ted talk that she has that uh-huh. we'll get to i'm sure later yeah. Yeah. the art of asking she very famously says you know like metallica that's over there mm-hmm. who don't want that sued the fans for yeah, and, yeah for she's sure. like i'm over here saying everything's for free <laughs> um which i think is so interesting and her her whole model is i'll say this one point yeah. Uh, when she when she did one of her albums with Roadrunners, the second one I think she they sold twenty five thousand copies, uh-huh. and she was like that was pretty good. Yeah. And Roadrunners was like that was a failure. We're yeah. gonna basically stop putting time into you. For and sure. And then later she did very famously her Kickstarter, uh, and that's how she funded her album. And she thinks that's the way things are going: crowdfunding, everyone yeah, helping yeah. each other out, and and everyone keeps asking her, how did you get people yeah. to pay for music? And she's like I didn't get people to pay for music. I asked people to pay yeah. for the music, and they wanted to, you know? Yeah. And also, super interestingly, guess how many backers were on that? 25,000, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's it, yes, her fan base has grown, yeah, but it's like, it's just so different yeah. because now the, there's a there's a relationship yeah. there, you know? Yeah, not to get, I, yeah, I guess we can talk more about it later, but she was so far ahead of the curve. Yeah. For sure. Like, 100%. she was, she saw the trends. Yeah. She noticed that, the, that music is hard to make and that you... From before Kickstarter, she was trying to. She was doing this. Get yeah, yeah funding yeah. through Pete the People. Yes, um, yeah. and reaching out to people to fu- so make interesting, her music. and I, and that's why I back her Patreon because yeah. I get I get emails and blog posts about her music and about like every time she makes something new, I get it right away. I get yeah. it first. That's so cool, and I also feel like I'm helping, and I yeah. feel like I feel like. I feel like every time she makes some things, I'm a little part to play in her being able to make that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. I mean, she, there's obviously backlash from it. Patreon always has backlash because it's like you're paying people to do nothing, yeah. and it's like that's no, I'm not. I want to. Like she's not. I'm not. I'm not being tricked. I want to give her that five dollars a month or whatever yeah, yeah. because I want to. Because yeah. I love her and I love her music and yeah. it makes me happy. So, um, so, so she started with the Dresden Dolls. Dresden Dolls. A self, her album was the first self-titled album. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny, Nick? Earlier you said that this is in my wheelhouse. And um, it was so in my wheelhouse that I already liked this band, and I did not know she was a part of the band. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nailed it! <laughs> oh, really? Growing um, up, you liked this band? Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's I, I didn't, I didn't really that. like the whole band as the, as a but you, whole. I a guess a song or two. But the Coin Operated Boys song. Oh, cool! I very much knew and liked. It was on my fucking iPod at the time that it came out. I listened to it a bunch. I thought it was a very clever song. Let's do a little bit of it. We can talk about it. And then we're going to get sued. That's fine. Um, yeah, so, 
I already knew that song, and I was like, God damn it, and it gave me something that I like already. <laughs> uh, interesting, though. Interesting. That's super cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's talk about the song for just a second. Corn sure, Operator yeah, Boy. Yeah. It's about... Uh, what does it mean? To, what is it? What do you think it means? What, what, what do you like? What, so what does it mean to you, Corn Operator Boy? What do you think it means? Because um, obviously, see. music's up to interpretation. Uh, sometimes first it's I funny because it sometimes about a vibrator. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you this way? <laughs> and I was like, "This is a clever song about a vibrator." Um, Honestly, it might be, <laughs> and I think it is. <laughs> it might be. Well, I, I don't think like that. So I thought sure, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was just like explaining how. Being lonely, sometimes you just wish you had the perfect version of something, but even then, it's still not perfect. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. then you're missing out the human element of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, but I but also, but that's why I was still like, that's just an extension of a, a clever song about a vibrator. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure, sure. It being like, yeah, sure, sure. they're they're giving me what I need, but also I'm. I'm it's funny because I am also a big advocate of, at a certain point, the art leaves the artist. Yeah. Where is what I'm saying is. <clears throat> Whatever she intended for the song, mm-hmm. almost at a certain point, doesn't matter anymore. Because if you think it's about a vibrator, it's about a vibrator. Yeah. Like, I think that. A, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, when it comes to books or movies, and they're like, oh, no. And when I argue with people, they're like, no, the director meant this, so this is what it means. Yeah. And I always argue, like, that doesn't matter. Once you make the art, it goes. And if it means well, something else for someone yeah. else, that's what it means. Well, in the art world, I feel like a lot of times you don't really hear much from the artist about their art because so much of it is that's, about interpretation. That's what good artists do. Yes. There's a lot of, like, Darren Aronofsky told everyone exactly what Mother meant. <laughs> like, he, at the press release to that movie, he gave people little placards explaining what the movie was. Oh, that's annoying. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That movie um, would have been a lot better if we had if he shut his goddamn mouth. As an artist, you can't. To be fair, no, I that movie just sucked. Never mind. I didn't watch it, so. Oh, you oh. Can we have one like oh we should have done it for April Fool's week like you just did we the bad stuff. We can still do it. No, we missed the show. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> you don't want to watch Mother. I watch it. You, don't you tell me to watch, it. I'll watch it. Oh god. <laughs> um, but that being said, I think a good artist uh, doesn't tell you what to think about their art i agree you know you you can have intention um and i think most art is made and you should with intention <laughs> yeah um art without intention is a little weird yeah it happens it, uh, it does but that's because of the um people putting their own meanings behind things so you mm-hmm. can definitely create art by accident um but anyway uh i think amanda palmer is very much an artist and views herself as an artist and you get that from the way she talks about her music and everything. Totally. Um, there's a sense of like pride behind it. Yeah. And there's a sense of like, I am cre I'm a creator and I'm creating something. It's so interesting that you knew who the Dresden Dolls were and liked the song or two of theirs, and I've never heard of them until I <laughs> backed up from Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know music. I didn't For grow sure, up with yeah. it. I didn't listen to the radio. Yeah. Um, well, I was actually telling um, Zach this story, um, our roommate, and he said. I forgot what he said. He said something. Fuck. Something dumb. I told him I would tell you because he said something. Oh, I forgot what it was. He said something about your taste in music, and I was like, I gotta tell Nick. <laughs> oh, is it rude? Yeah, for sure. Oh, sure. Uh, but I forgot completely. What Here's it was. the thing: Does he know more about music than me? One hundred percent. So much more. Yeah. I would still argue my taste in music is better than his. Really? Because I understand. Like he likes things. Like he's. The things he likes... Because you have taste in music. He has, I like this popular thing. Yes. That's fair. 
Yes. Yes. I think that, like the yeah. things, the choices I make in my music, while not everyone's wheelhouse, yeah. not everyone's taste, yeah, they are very specifically and iconically me. Yeah. Like I know yeah. what I like. Your your taste in things, I think, is representative of you, regardless of what people think about those things. And he's a, his taste in things was are an emo kid growing up in the nineties. No, his oh. taste of things are representative of his image of himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very different. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something. Wow. weird to that <laughs> just very concisely bashed him in a very intellectual <laughs> pr- professor-like way <laughs> get wrecked <laughs> back to amanda palmer uh but no um my point what was my point about my taste music no oh, um about... oh hey, the story i was telling him so i originally grew up the same as you where i had no exposure to music and mm. so I only listen to the music that my mom put on, and my mom always and uh, put on like Bronx freestyle, which oh. like nobody really knows what that is except people in the Bronx. Except for people in the, in the Bronx. Yeah, it's like uh, Diamond Girl. You know, Diamond Girl, you make me feel like I'm on fire when you are near. No, see exactly. Yeah, and just like a million songs like that. Uh, and so I thought that that was all music. <laughs> I, when I was like, oh, Diamond Girl plays a million times on the radio. Everyone's in the planet Earth. Everyone in India and Asia. I mean, well, no. Everyone in Asia. Everyone in the North and South Americas were did like. Did you realize India is a yeah, planet Yeah, Asia. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I corrected myself in my head. Um, <laughs> Not out loud. Not out loud, though. Um, and so. Everyone in the planet Earth was listening to Diamond Girl at the time. That's what I thought. And then I went to Fredonia uh, College. Um, and because even in the Bronx, when I went to high school of American studies, especially in high school, everyone was incredibly intelligent. They listen to Bronx Freestyle. But they still listen to Bronx Freestyle because they're in the Bronx. Yeah. You walk outside the school, you hear people driving by and listen to Bronx Freestyle. <laughs> you know the songs. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I like left the Bronx and left... Um, uh, the city altogether. I went to Fredonia, and I was like, you know, Diamond Girl, right? Like, oh man, it's such a classic song growing up. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck is Diamond Girl? <laughs> um, and I was like, oh shit, okay, cool. Not everyone had the same life experience that I had for sure. Uh, but it wasn't until ele- it was late elementary school when uh, a, a friend of mine was listening to a song and on his like CD player, and I was like, what? What is that song? I've never heard anything like that before. Um, and he was like, I'll make you a CD of, like, all the stuff. So he burned me a CD. I went home, and I played the first track on the album. And my life was changed ever since. It was Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, which is now, which is my favorite song and will always be because of this moment. Because it was the first, like, non-Bronx freestyle song I heard. <laughs> and I was and like... And obviously you've heard songs, but not course, sat down and listened and to stuff like music. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I heard music. I understand the difference. Yeah, yeah. But I sat down and listened to As this song. As someone in a similar situation. For the first time. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my God. This is amazing. And then for the next two weeks, every day I came home, I put on Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody and listened to it two weeks straight. Um, and I listened to wrestling songs in the album and there's other rock songs and stuff like that, but nothing impacted me as much as like that fucking song. That's cool. I love it so much. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but anyway, so like that, since then my, I've always been listening to music. My sister, um, got really into music and she was always listening to like emo, like the Google dolls and like shit like that from around, Rob Thomas. Not that that's emo music, but that kind of music from the time. 
And, um, and so like that kind of, and then I just started discovering my own music. She exposed me to Coheed and Cambria, which is one of my favorite bands now. Um, and so like, that's always been sort of my, my oh, wheelhouse of music. Her. Yeah. And, um, I grew up listening to Britney Spears cause it was on TV and Tupac cause Joseph gave me those CDs. <laughs> that's what I, that was my iPod in high school. Then yeah. I got to college and that was still my iPod except I added musicals. <laughs> and then I discovered Amanda Palmer. And then you just added more Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like th- this. I like other people that are also like, like Regina Spector's going to sure. come up on your shuffle in the same. You know, yeah. Like I like that kind of stuff. How? So how has listening to Amanda Palmer broadened your musical interest? Oh, has I just listened? To Palmer. <laughs> I don't understand the question. <laughs> really? No. You know, it's so interesting because usually whenever I discover new music. I'm like, oh, let me find more of that and see how I feel. Oh, about absolutely it. not. I when, once it is when, you you when I discover new punk music, cabaret and no, go. absolutely not. I have never done that. Uh, when I discover new music, I listen to that album over and over and over and over and over again until I'm damned it. Really? That's yes. crazy. I don't. That's I, such a different I don't, way of listening I don't, to it. I don't need more. <laughs> I got. I killed Amanda Palmer and Theater is Evil and her ukulele songs. Yeah, and I'm good. And you're good. You're like I'm good. Yeah, I got. Well, why do I need it's more? So interesting. I, yeah. And I try to listen to everything. Like I, there's no. a band called Diablo Swing Set Orchestra, that which is dumb. which is opera jazz metal. Sure. And I'm like, I love that band. I think it's great. I think it their it. recent albums kind of suck, but <laughs> other than that, uh, it's good. Anyway. Um. So anyway, yeah. Back to Amanda Palmer, and that, that was all about Amanda Palmer music, anyway. That's but, about music. Uh, she also puts on her uh, music videos on the website. Yeah. And so for this first album, she put on Girl, uh, Anachronism, Coin Operated Boy, and Half Jack. But the Half Jack one is a live thing where you get to see um, Brian on the drums. And he's fucking great. Yeah, he's great. He's so passionate he's about it. And you don't really hear that coming out on the album. Because yeah, you um, gotta... It's, it's super interesting. If you want to know Amanda Palmer, you have to listen to her songs. But then you also have to find videos of her live performing. Because a lot of what she is... Is her live stuff? Yeah, you know she is such. A, she's a performer. Yeah. Well, I was saying, I was, I was saying that she's very theatrical. Where like, yeah, there's a liveness to it. Like you have to go see her live. Yeah. Um. Because even in the, or at least watch the live videos online, yeah. whatever. Um. Well, but, it's cool because the first thing, an evening with Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Amanda Palmer, Neil Gaiman. I don't know who goes first. Uh. <laughs> when I listen to that, it's all live. So yeah. my first exposure to all her music was live. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she is definitely like a theatrical person to her core. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's done theater stuff. She reminds me of a more talented version of theater people that we may have gone to with. You know, 100%. the attitude about yeah. things. I've met people at, from NYU that think they're this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I was like, no, you, you ain't not there. Like, uh, no, good no, attitude. No. Yeah. But you're like, not there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm putting on this. Oh, God. All the time. I'm putting on this octopus party. Symphonism about feminism in the late eighties. So there's more judgment about stuff. Thing? We don't talk about Why? That's so important. Because we're running out of time. We haven't even gotten to her soul stuff. But the Dresden Dolls. Anyway, second album, Dresden Dolls. Yes, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, more good songs. That I, I liked a couple of them. My problem with listening to albums is that like I, I get bored super easily of songs sure. and artists. And so when you have a whole album, I like three, maybe. And then the rest, I'm like, I don't like this anymore. Well, that's why boring. I didn't tell you to listen to those albums. I started yeah. to listen to her other albums, which I think... <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't tell you. No, that's just how I am with all people. Sure, sure. Um, but I would argue that the two albums I gave you to listen to are super 
different. Yeah. Like throughout. Like there's not. Yeah. Like she, she has a unifying sound. Yeah. But she's not scared to go more pop. Well, more. I was just going to say that oh. with Amanda Palmer specifically though, even though I don't like the albums generally, I feel like she, uh, as an artist, is constantly changing and evolving. Yeah. So it's different. Um, and this timeline helps emphasize that too. But I thought it was funny that she had an album called Yes, Virginia, and then No, Virginia was the live version. That's funny. Yeah, No Virginia was like B-sides and unreleased yeah. tracks and yeah. things like that. Um, but the first solo album is uh, Who Killed Amanda Palmer? Co-produced by it. Ben Folds. Yeah, she paid for it out of pocket, which was uh, very sad. <laughs> but but so also super interesting, she was powers. still signed with Roadrunner, so they had to, she had to let them release it. Yeah. And that was the last straw for her, and that's yeah. after this album's when they cut yeah. ties. But that's, it's so crazy because being an artist, especially in this time, early 2000s and every time before that, mm-hmm. uh, you can't you can't do it without, you know, the man. Very famously, <laughs> when she released you know? Leeds United, when she sent it to yeah. the producers, they said, take out the shots where you look fat. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa. That's crazy. That's totally But that's how they are. Yeah. But that's the industry. I made you listen to this album. Uh-huh. What did you think of Who Killed Amanda Palmer? Um, I thought it was a good album. I thought that the songs were all diverse enough, and I like that she... The Dresden Dolls, like, she definitely, like... I feel like that was her discovering music, and not music, but her discovering herself and her, and her style. And then I feel like this is her solo, so it's a... It's the next step in self-discovery. Like, I don't think she's quite there yet, because I think her later stuff is better. Yeah. Um, she's definitely she's more into herself. Yeah, but yeah. I think there's definitely a very... Specific the, change from Dresden Dolls to yes, Killed Man yeah. and the kernels the, of her future uh, talent is yeah. is here, yeah, for sure. Um, and I thought it was great. Uh, any... I like the Oasis song. I think that one stood out the most. To Ooh, me. Oasis is a good song. Let's it's a song about the. I also like the ju- juxtaposition of uh, uh, cheery music and uh, morbid themes. She very famously got into a lot of trouble for it. <laughs> a lot of people were very, very upset because she's talking about abortion. date rape and abortion. Yeah. And and she's like, la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and some people didn't like that. And her response is like, "That's you're missing the point. Yeah. You're missing the point completely. That's, yeah. you have to, you have to listen to the song. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um. But also she makes, uh, yeah, because I mean it's a, it's a very serious song. Uh, yeah. But also the way it's a lighthearted way of talking about it. She's doing that on purpose. It's for a reason. Exactly. It's not. It's not like oh well, I was making a joke of all this stuff. She definitely wasn't. You know? Exactly. She wasn't making light of it. She was saying in the face of it, you have to. She was. Endure, she was put on showing. A smile and... Yeah, she was showing that that's what you have to do in spite yeah. of those things. You know. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Who really? Um. Knows? And then uh, I stumbled upon a video of her singing. Uh, creep to Neil Gaiman and I thought that was so cute that's real cute and it was like when they first met right? yeah. yeah they met because he wrote some short stories for the book that went alongside Who Killed Amanda Palmer and that's mm. when they like officially met and worked together a little and that's where that video is from great. and then later they would get married yeah um, another one of my favorite songs from um, ew, sorry from Who Killed Amanda Palmer is this one 
Which one's this? Ambersand. Oh. He's a very good piano player. And this song is pretty much about how she doesn't want to be caught on one side of an ampersand, as in, like, a couple, as in marriage, as mm-hmm. in, like, it's her whole, her shouting her philosophy of marriage and coupleness and yeah. being an and, you know? Yeah. And I just love that thought of, and the line is like, being on one, what's the line? Yeah. Hold on. The line is, the line is, but I'm not going to live my life on one side of an ampersand, and even w- if I went with you, I'm not the girl you think I am. And I'm not going to match you because I'll lose my voice completely. No, I'm not going to watch you because I'm not the one that's crazy. I love that thought and that line where it's like, it, it's her whole thing so much independence and anti-establishment and like doing things your own way and about compassion. And like, I, I do that all the time. I always lose myself in a couple, like when I get in a mm-hmm. couple, like it's, it's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, and it's super interesting because that's one of the songs she sang live on her evening with Neil and Amanda mm-hmm. and... Um, where I was in my life, I just broke up with Kate mm. when I got that album. So I just got out of a years-long relationship. Yeah. I was trying to figure out who I was, trying to figure out was what I was by myself because I put so much time and energy in the relationship. And then I got this album, and it totally helped me through it. Yeah. Like, I heard songs like that. I'm like, I, she, I totally get her. I get yeah. what she's saying. I'm on her side. I love that song. Yeah. Love, love it. <laughs> who killed the Mind Apollo? Yeah, who killed Mind yeah. Apollo? Were there any other songs that stuck out to you, or were you just um, like, yeah, they were all good? They were all okay. okay. Yeah, honestly, that that album for me, it was just like it showed that her later stuff was, you know, it's just like kernels of, of her it's cleverness like, I should and have, stuff. I probably um, should have given given you the live performances of the song. I wonder if that would have changed oh, things a little bit. Yeah, but because they are a little more produced, and they it's are produced a little different. Sure. It's a little different. But it's also very much her, her it discovering it. Like you know, sure. what I mean, her discovering herself. You're and totally there's right. nothing wrong with that yeah, at yeah. all. Like yeah, the there's, there's, the there's a very like that. there's a very apparent step. Yeah. from Who Killed Amanda Palmer to Theater is Evil. Yeah, there's a very apparent step. Yeah, but also I like I like that point of like that that song. Um, saying that like who discovering who you are outside of a relationship yeah and it's so interesting because she very much does not seem like the type of person who would be in a relationship with anyone because it's very like establishment and it's very like tying yourself down to another person well even even in and of itself like her marriage to Neil Gaiman is unorthodox and weird and she like I think he lives somewhere else and he she lives in Boston in like a commune and like there's a I, I, I was actually going to ask you about that because I feel like because she's so sort of anti-establishment, she's like defined by it. I feel like how does her marriage work with Neil Gaiman? I know they're Super both weird. like Super different weird. places and like. Super weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. if you laid down the logistics, you'd be like, that's weird. Yeah. You know. But it's, ah, man. But it's super sweet. Yeah. Because they sure. really prop each other up and they help each other they out. They do, yeah. They'll like interview each other for stuff. Like if he has to do an interview or something, she'll be an interviewee and vice versa and yeah. like it's... but there's so much like even within this um within this timeline you're seeing so much of her life and she's bearing so much mm-hmm. but i feel like the part that she kind of puts a wall up a little bit about is her relationship with neo gaiman um, yeah she mentions it in passing a lot yeah and the, if you really deep dove you could probably find a thing or two yeah for but sure probably only because neil's a private person i wonder I, if, feel... I was wondering why that is because i feel like I, part of me was like the type based on the type of person she is is she like ashamed that she like 
Got married. Got married. There's a very um, interesting passage she... in her book. Yeah. Where she's talking about um, basically one of her producers or assistants or someone said, you need to go on tour to be able to fund this thing you want to do. Yeah. But she's like, but I can't go on tour right now. And he's like, well, then you can't do this thing. And then Neil's like, yeah, I can give you the money. Because Neil Gaiman is obviously very rich. Yeah. <laughs> he sold millions of copies of books. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no. And then he's like, why? We're married. And she's like, oh. Right. Sure. Uh, I could borrow it from you, I guess. And he's like, if you want, you can also just have it. Like, what, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's it was this whole nice chapter talking about what that means. Like, being able to take that money and what it means for her. And does it does it undefine everything she's done up yeah. to this point? But but at the same point, she is totally married. And that is the point, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, so she talks about it a little bit in the book. Okay. Um... But like logistically about the relationship, not really. But yeah. that's but honestly, it's it's weird because it's it's almost unimportant. Like it, I I kind of want to know, sure, like, yeah. same as you. But at the same time, not knowing is kinda, like is the whole point, you know? Yeah, I guess in the end, you're right. It doesn't matter because that's my philosophy on most things. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> Neil is a bastard. Uh, but I think that. I think that there's something to that. I think that she's either ashamed she got married. She's worried about him not necessarily overshadowing her, but people thinking that she's using him as a stepping stone when she's not. She actually loves him. Sure. Something, you know, there's something there. Yeah. I think for sure. Totally. I I, I bet there is. Um, yeah. But I bet if you asked her, she would say no. <laughs> and she would explain that you can ask her any questions you want and she would answer them. Um, I actually listened to like an hour long podcast kind of interview from like last year. Yeah. And the interviewee brought up like six, six different controversial things. One about one was her open marriage. One was something else that happened in Boston that she did. One was something else, something else. And the conversation started and it went and, and she said, I was like, you can ask me anything about marriage. I'll tell you. Yeah. It just, then it just never kind of came up because other interesting things came up. For sure. Um, so, but I think it's just one of those things where it's like for them, it's kind of easy. Yeah. And it's, they love each other and they're married. Yeah. And they have a child and that's it. Yeah. That's kind of it, you know? Which is kind of beautiful. Yeah. Kind of something I could never do, but yeah. interesting. Yeah. Super interesting. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's so funny because I feel like, like, um, like she has a kid and when she has a kid, she starts, she releases that, like, album and, like, I feel like she's very much includes the kid in her, like, music and art and her art is her life. Like, it, it it's yeah. about her. The last music video she released there was her playing the song and a ballet dancer was dancing with her kid yeah in the video one of the most personal she's one of the most personable like musicians i've ever seen like her all her music is her you know yes. and i feel like when fucking you listen to one direction it's not about them you know sure. what i mean yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick, and there's definitely other kicked artists by that... the ocean i don't i you know that's not a deep uh <laughs> meaningful self-reflection on life i don't know i think jonas was saying that the cake was hit no <laughs> no some producer someone said it was a cool line well what it. was it uh i think they said sex they were having trouble remembering the term sex on a beach and like and they were coming up with other versions of it and they said cake by the ocean and they're like oh that's funny let's throw in this song that's not that's not what happens here no. and there's <laughs> other, people, with there's other people that do this <laughs> for sure but they're not at this level not yeah. that i've ever seen i'm sure yeah. there are i'm not like a menopause in a yeah, very small specific space of the internet yeah. and the world that people wouldn't know until they discover. Exactly, so I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's, there's other, other people for sure. Um, but for me, this is the in terms one. of numbers, there are other people. Sure. Um, but in terms of 
Exposure? She's she's also one of the most famous ones because she had the big Kickstarter and she has she's one of the bigger people on Pla- Patreon and yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and she got a lot of shit for that Kickstarter. Oh yeah, she did. We're almost there, so I feel like we might um, as well just talk about it. Yeah. Before we get to that, I don't. We didn't talk about it. She made this song when she got off of her out her record, mm-hmm. and it was released as a single. And I just love the song. And I don't know if you heard it. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you like this song a lot. Oh, you've heard me listen to it? You sang it. It's funny because she start she pulled out the ukulele as a gag on one of her shows, uh-huh. and then she's like, "Actually, I really like this," and then <laughs> she started using it all the time. And it's one of her shticks, and she does it all the time. Mm-hmm. And she very famously pulls up crappy plastic ukuleles and plays with them, and you know, she yeah. released a whole album with Radiohead of just the ukulele. And yeah, she she made a Radiohead covers album, which mm-hmm. is cool. <laughs> it's cool. Were you familiar with Radiohead? I mean, that's, um, you know the no. Creep song. I know Creep. I'm because Amanda Palmer sang it. I'm, oh my god! Seriously? <laughs> yeah, dude. That's nuts. I, when I saw this, I was like, I have to ask Nick that question. I was yeah. like, Does Nick know Creep because of Radiohead, or does Nick know Creep because of Amanda Palmer? The second. That's nuts. If you ever that have, is crazy. If you ever have a question about things like that, always it's, the second. Oh my god! Always the second. I love that song. The song's so good. The first time you listened to all the Bohemian Rhapsody, Nick, was it Glee or was it Glee? Was it, <laughs> it was Glee. And then I discovered Queen. <laughs> Journey. Did you know what Journey was before Glee? No. The answer is no. That's crazy, I now man. know who Journey is. You know what's so funny? Like, I am not... I don't know. Maybe I am a musical person. But, like, I just... I have constantly been listening to music every single day of my life for hours. I, listen to I music. find one thing I like and listen to that until the CD don't work. <laughs> but it's just like, on the train, for as long as I've known... Yeah. Like, this is my oh, day. Oh, you also had a train. But this is my day. Yeah, exactly. Right. I've always had the train. I get on the train. Uh, let's see. Let's just start from like work, right? My work life. I get on the train. That's an hour of listening to music. I get to work. That's almost eight hours of listening to music uh, with podcasts mixed in. Then I now try this down now. Then I come home <laughs> on the way home, listening to music. Sometimes when I get home, I listen to music. That's a lot of fucking music every day that I listen to, and I didn't realize that until I was like doing this, and I was like, I was like. I know I listen to a lot of music, but like how I'll much? I'll probably listen to an hour of music a day. Yeah. Maybe two. But that's Amanda Palmer, Regina Spector, <laughs> Logic, uh, Steven Universe, and Hamilton. <laughs> oh, I've been I'm back on In the Heights for a little while now. Nice, nice, nice. That, that's like, that's what I do. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like I also find it harder to discover new music now because I feel like there's, there's too much. so much. And it's too easily accessible. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of why I don't look for stuff. And also, like I'm, I don't know I'm alone in the universe. Listen, I know there's people like who recommend music and things like that yeah. out there, but I don't like that stuff. Yeah. I don't find, I haven't found someone that I have a similar taste enough to to I, I recommend agree. music to me. I agree. But you seem uh, like it might be a little easier than me because who else is in their mix is Steven Universe and Hamilton and Amanda Palmer. But. You'll find her, Nick. You'll find her. Oh my God! If Amanda Palmer did a Steven Universe <laughs> cover album, I yeah. would die. <laughs> I would die. We were, we, were, we, were already, <laughs> was that? we already talked about uh, uh, Neil Gaiman and her relationships, but in 2011, uh, they got married. 
she wrote a blog about a year ago when they got married. <laughs> she was like, in the blog, she was like, uh, so people have been asking me about the wedding and I haven't felt comfortable talking about it. I got married a year ago, so I figured now's enough time has passed <laughs> to write a blog about the wedding. Cute. It's pretty funny. It's cute. Um, and then she came out with uh, Amanda Palmer Goes Down Under. Mm -hmm. What did you think about this album? Oh my god, what the fuck did I just do? Um, it's got some good stuff. Some of it's only okay. I really like uh, Making Whippy. Oh yeah. Which I know is a cover. Yeah. But I found that afterwards, so my, again, <laughs> my discover. <laughs> Once again, Nick. <laughs> Man, that's so weird. Most of my introduction that's... to classic music is covers. That's and then so will... insane to yeah. me. That you almost always hear the cover first of a song. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's nuts. How do you live that life? I like the covers more. Oh my god. That's <laughs> crazy. I couldn't tell you who the original Making Whoopi person was, but I love Amanda Palmer's version. So and then on the like go through and you're like, I love Bohemian Rhapsody by Glee. That's a great song. And then Well no, I'm not an idiot. I know it's no, by I know someone else. You don't know it's by someone else, but you like you prefer that version, so you say hey, Actually I Bohemian like Rhapsody is one of the ones that I don't because Okay, Because okay, okay. I listen because like that's fun and then I listen to it, I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, this is different. This is something else. Um, yeah. She didn't she did making Whoopi on the evening with Emil and Amanda with Neil. Oh, cool. And they them back and forth. I like this album. I, I mean, most of it was about her love for um, Australia and New Zealand yeah, and stuff, cute. but it was still cute. It's a cute album. It's a good That's album. That's one of my favorite things about Amanda is she, like, if you listen to, like, I don't know, it's hard because I know so fucking little. Like, if you listen to, what's a popular, One Direction. Yeah. You got their three albums and that's it. Yeah. Amanda Palmer released singles and EPs and studio albums yeah. and uh, like whatever the fuck she wants because she's not tied down by a studio yeah. that needs to release an album every year to make money. Yeah. And I love it because just like I felt like there's this thing that happened and I wanted to sing a song and I made a song and here's the song. Yeah. It's like it's that easy. I went to Australia and here's the song and the album. I want to write, yeah, about yeah. Australia. Where That's great. If you like someone like One Direction, it's like, well, now here's the next year and here's the next album and here's yeah. the three stu That song doesn't sound like it's catchy enough. Okay, we're going to include it on this third album that has a has more catchy songs so that exactly. way the song goes unnoticed. And you hear it and you feel it. And yeah. like, even I'll like, One Direction's fine. Yeah. Like, In I three don't years, like them, you're but... going to go solo, you're going to go solo, you're going to go solo, you're going to die uh, <laughs> it seems Tyler like Drake. that. It seems yeah. like that. But uh, they but plan not with everything. Not with her. Um, and I, I like that about her. Um, the next stuff is like some protest stuff that she's done. Mm -hmm. um, and then the eight and eight. What do you think about her protesting things? I feel like I feel like I watched all those videos, and it's cool that she's doing it. But I just wish she wrote a little bit more about other stuff that she may be doing to like. Well, I don't think she was doing causes anything. and stuff. I, I understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, she very... Because I, I, I don't want to go ahead and say, well, she shows up to a protest, but she doesn't, like, actually help this thing. I didn't want to say that. But, like, I just would like to have known other things. Like, oh, this day we did this thing and this, you know, this other cool thing. But it almost felt like those are concerts. Well, only because that's the video we were getting her performing at the yeah. protest. Um, well, that's that's. I mean, that's what what more. That's what she's doing. You know, like yeah. a, for a person that has some notoriety to sing a song at a rally actually helps a lot. You know, yeah. and you can be cynical about it and be like, "Oh, what are they doing about playing the music?" It's like, well, you're fun. gathering people there, yeah. you're bringing people in, and yeah, it, it's interesting. Her her helping is definitely something that again is talked to about in the media. That some people really don't like. Um, she very famously wrote a poem during the Boston bombing. Yeah, where she lived on the street, and she made. A, a blog post, a poem called "A Poem for Dakar," 
Sorry. Why did she live on the street? What? Why did she? You said she lived on the street. Down the street. Oh, lived down. The down street. the street. I was like, oh my god. And she, she wrote a poem, but it was a poem for Duxart, who was the guy who did the violence. Mm-hmm. And it's basically talking about how you need to have compassion for everyone, including the bomber. And she got a lot of flack for it. That makes sense. Uh, and I get it. But, but you know, she's she's one of those she people where she's that. not... Um, I would give... I, I mean, I don't know if I would... Have, if I had someone in that fa- in who, like, died in the bombing, and, you know... Yeah, 100%. I'd I probably it. give her flack for that, too. I totally get it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, her whole point, her whole thing is, you know, compassion for everybody. And, you know, that's what she's always talking. She's sure. standing by her guns. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's true. Um, but also, it's the whole punk thing, too, right? Like, to be contrarian a little bit and be like... 100%. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. But it's hard because my stance on it is that, like, if you're saying something edgy for the sake of being edgy, that's a no- that annoys me. Sure. And I don't think she does that. I don't think so either. But she gets so accused of it because a lot of people in this space do do that. Yes. Uh, in the punk space and in the but blog yeah. space and in yeah. the internet space, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be a opinion bit. Yeah. And then it's like, well, she's not doing that. She is really And people do do that. Like, it sucks. Yeah. Because we people live in a world where people do that shit. Yeah. People are like, and this I'm going to say this because it's going to get me attention. Hey, this is also 100% edgy. our opinion. She totally could be like that. Who fucking knows? I know. I, I, I don't, don't know so. if she's like this. I don't think from so. from this, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Because you see everything. She's putting it all out there. I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to say that you she's know? not like that. Yeah. But my first instinctual thing was like, fuck. God damn it. I got to I gotta sub subdue this part of me that finds that fucking annoying yeah um to be contrarian just because you think it's fucking cool yeah um because a lot of people do i like i like when people are contrarian but like when they have a a purpose and a a cause and cause, and not just contrarian to everything but like to something they're like you know what fuck you i stand for this thing this is awesome or whatever yeah i Um, agree i i like that kind of stuff and so i'm gonna give her a benefit down say she's on that side of things cool uh, her next album is Amanda Palmer and the Grand Theft Orchestra. Theater is evil. You love this one. This is the one that she... This is the Kickstarter one. 1. 1.2 million. 25,000 backers. Infamously kickstarted. <laughs> is it? She says that too. Um, I mean, it, it, it's just a great album. It's got lots of good songs. It's got some catchy ones. It's got some punk ones. It's got, um, it's got some good ones like this one, which is one of the bigger hits for me. Took a second because there's a viewer discretion warning at the beginning. I love this video too. This is also a song like Coin Operated Boy that I already liked before oh. coming to this website and this challenge. Oh. I was like, oh, that was her? I didn't know. And then the song ends up going that she explains she's not the killing type. She wouldn't kill, mm-hmm. but she would kill to make you feel. And it's about being in a relationship that you love someone, but they're not giving you it their all. And you yeah. love them, but in spite of that, they want not love you back. Yeah. Love the concept. Love the song. Love the video. Yeah. Love the album. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, no, I like that song a lot. I think it's uh, probably the strongest song on the album. But... I think it's the strongest. It's not my favorite. It's my number two. 
yeah. do you want to know why? Do you, do you think he's the strongest too? No, I think a different one's the strongest. Oh, okay. Which one's your favorite? Well, no, we're talking about the killing type right now. Most, oh. What was your favorite? <clears throat> you listen to the album. That's the killing, the killing type is my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did any others stand out to you in the? Um, no, I think I think I, I at this point I was kind of like, I I like songs that stand out from the rest of the album. Yeah. yeah. So like Oasis, I like that one because it's different than everything else on there. Mm-hmm. I like the Killing Type because I think it's different than everything else on the album. Yeah. And for me, when I listen to it, I have a problem listening to albums because I find that, like I said earlier, too many songs are the same. And so the one that stands out the, as the different one uh, is the one that I usually end up liking the most, sure. regardless of whether it's the hit song the ones that of the end thing up being or singles too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, there's yeah. usually a correlation there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, which one was your favorite? The Bed Song. Oh, the Bed Song. Yeah, yeah. The bed song is, and there, that one has a great music video. My favorite, uh, uh, coupled with the video, it makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, I watch it, and it's it's a seven minute song, and it's and it follows this couple from them disc- getting their first. It, it's oh, so, that is the one that she filmed at Bard College. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because it follows a couple in terms of what their beds were. Yeah. So when they first are a couple in a crappy apartment, they sleep on the floor, and yeah. then they get a little better, and then they get a little better bed, and then they get a little older, and they get a better bed, and then they get older, yeah. and then they're on their deathbed, and then they get older, and then they're dead. And it follows their beds. And it follows this couple who, again, they love each other, they love each other so much, but he, he she, something's wrong, and he, and she, and all of it's from her viewpoint at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And she wants him to tell her what's wrong. Yeah. And then the culmination of the whole thing is uh, once they're dead in the afterlife, she's like, what was wrong? Mm-hmm. And he said, I would have told you if you only asked. I was waiting for you to ask. And it's just this beautiful contradiction of you need to ask. You need to ask yeah. how people feel. You need to have compassion. You need to speak your mind. You need to, you know, and, and it's very easy to live an okay life without doing it. Yeah. But to live, live, live your best life, you need to be true and honest and vocal. And, and, and it's also a beautiful tune. And yeah. her piano playing on it is beautiful. Yeah. No, it's a great and song. Her, yeah. And I love, I love how um, she's on piano and then it keeps cutting back. And the, and the whole video is this beautiful montage where it's all in one big theater space. Yeah. And you can see all the different beds almost through the, in the foreground and the background of everything. And it's, it's, I love it. But also, it, I think watching this video, I realized that you <clears throat> that there's a quality to her that kind of has always been there, but especially since she's doing solo work, that is very, um, I don't want to say low quality, but definitely not produced. Yeah. You know? And there's an authentic feel to it. She's obviously a good singer, but she doesn't sing good a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, not even, yeah, yeah. Like, her like, music, yes. Like but I meant like, yeah. I meant more like her videos too. Oh, the videos. She, all the videos, sure. all of her music videos, all of her, a lot of her None songs of have are, music videos. Yeah, but um, most of them aren't done by a professional exactly. music video. Most of them, she's like, killing, I made this in the weekend type, with my friend or whatever. Killing like, type is probably one of the better yeah. produced ones because it's, but only then is because it seems like it's an all white space. It's still actually very simple. Yeah, it's just very sure. clean looking. Yeah, but the bed song was obviously made in like a theater warehousey kind of space. Yeah, you know? it was at Bard College. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, um, which is cool. I mean, I, I think that there's so much. Um, uh, Doesn't get more indie than that. Shit. Cool shit to that. Like, yeah. it's just an indie, nice, cool it's vibe real, when you're like, like, you feel it. You know, you can. Yeah. It doesn't. The barrier of entry is smaller, right? Because when you watch a video of, I'll just use One Direction as another example. Like when you're watching one of their videos, it's so 
produced and it's so movie like and it's so sorry we're shitting on one direction so i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not they are fine i don't (laughs) listen to their music but if their song is on i'm not gonna complain they're fine but a a boy band is the the quintessential opposite of this yes (laughs) and but this like you see the work you see the creases you see the marks and the scuffs you know um very famously, Amanda Palmer, a lot of the time, shaves off her eyebrows and draws them in. And she yeah. says that's because it's the one less thing to worry about, having to trim your eyebrows and get that done. She just in yeah. the morning goes, pleep, pleep, with the, with an eyebrow pencil. Maybe oh. makes a little doodle. And that's why it always looks kind of like weird yeah. and different. Well, I knew she drew them in, but I was just, I wonder why she did That's it. why. It was just um, easier. I think she Simple. should go for the eyebrow tattoo thing. People people have done that. Yeah, but then you got to stay like that forever. Yeah. She changes it every day. You know, actually, right now I think she has eyebrows. But she's, like, <laughs> she's like a mom, and she has like things to do. But yeah. but during this phase, during um, theaters evil and yeah, she definitely drew her eyebrows. Yes. On um okay, uh, do you want to talk about the TED talk now? Okay, cool. Are we done with the theaters evil? Do you have anything yeah. to say about the album? I mean, it was good. I liked it. I I, I thought <laughs> I mean like overall as a whole, I like some songs of hers for sure. sure. But I I I don't I'll listen to the whole album on shuffle. Yeah. But. I don't, but there are songs that I pick out over for the sure. Others, of course. Exactly, like yeah. That's just that's just the thing with listening to an album. Yeah. Not every song is a fucking bomb ass hit. Um, but I thought it was cool. And then she started her new band, uh, Amanda Palmer and the Grand Theft Orchestra, uh-huh. for the for this record. Well, it's it's almost it's not even that she started it. Like that's her band. That's, that's like her house band. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, um, uh, who are also very good. And then, yeah, and then she does the TED Talk. Right, which is, um, which, which talks about her Kickstarter, how she got there, why it worked. The art um, of asking. And it all starts off with her explaining how she used to be this eight-foot bride. One of those living statues that um, would stand there not moving until someone put a dollar in the hat. And then she would hand them a flower, make some eye contact, and then go back to being a statue. Um, this is a poem that she wrote about it. Just a, just a couple lines from it. It's called The Perfect Fit. I could make a dress, a robe fit for a prince. I could clothe a continent, but I can't sew a stitch. I can paint my face and stand very, very still. It's not very practical, but it still pays the bills. I can't change my name, but I could be your type. I can dance and win at games like backgammon in life. I used to be the smart one, sharp as a tack. Funny how that skipping years ahead has held me back. And it goes on. Yeah. But it's, um... It's, uh... It, it explains how she got to the point where she is. And it explains... Because she always got the question, right? Of like, how does this work? How did you get people to pay for your music? How did this, how did this happen? Yeah, because she, she was ahead of the curve. And so I feel like... Totally. Uh, new me, you know, old media is always like, how does new media work? Please explain! Exactly. You know? yeah. And that's exactly what the fuck happened with it. Which I thought was kind of annoying. Not for her, but like the fact that like she had to go and explain how... Kickstarter works. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to the world. But it also gave her a great platform. It gave her more notoriety yeah, for and sure. yeah, definitely yeah. push sales and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she is a, a name in the Kickstarter realm now, yeah. in the Patreon realm because of all of it. And it's it's interesting because in the in the TED Talk and then further explained in the book, which is kind of more an expanded TED Talk. Also, her memoirs. Yeah. Also, it's all of it at the same time. Um, it it explains step by step how she got there, right? And it wasn't her thinking like. How do I make this work? Yeah. It was just the natural progression of, she explains it, living a statue, asking someone, making that connection, asking someone for that mm-hmm. dollar. 
um, and then asking people to couch couch surf for them yeah. while she was on the road and asking people for food and yeah. asking fans to do this and asking. And it's all about the art of asking. It's about yeah. how um, you can't be ashamed as an artist to ask yeah. because people want to. And she a beautiful story in the TED Talk. She explains how one time she was couch surfing and she needed a place to stay. And this and one of her fans let her stay with her. And the and she lived with her undocumented family. There was like seven or eight in the house. Yeah, yeah, I heard and that. she there was one bed and they gave her the bed and slept on the couch and she was laying there thinking, Is this fair? Yeah. Is this fair for me to slay in this bed to take something from them when they have so little? And then the next morning the mom with her broken English explained to her, she said, Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Your music means so much to our daughter. We don't know where she would be without it. Yeah. And she realized it is fair. It's it's not a quick pro quo kind of relationship. It's a real relationship. Yeah. It's a real relationship where you give and take and give and take. And there's that's just going on. It's not yeah. about that they have nothing. It's like they have a small thing and they want to give it to you. So you let them. Because yeah. it's meaningful for them. And I love that. I love the thought behind it. I yeah, love yeah. the culture behind it. I love the community behind it. You know? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of community when you are so directly involved with your fan base. Yeah. Um, and she is. Yeah. She And she has to cultivate that community in order yeah. to she's continue She's been doing the blog success. forever, but she yeah. talks on Twitter. She talks on our Patreon. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's constant. Yeah. I feel like I'm constantly updated. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, and you don't get that because everything's through a filter normally, right? Usually, like yeah. with most musicians and artists as a whole, like... It's like, okay, cool, my, my guy's going to tweet something that's relevant. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like this new space that we're in where, like, YouTubers are in charge of their tweets because <laughs> they fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but there are a lot of But I mean, there's an yeah. earnestness to it, you know, yeah. that you don't get with um, a lot of the mainstream celebrities, you yeah. know. Um, because I think the world is afraid that you're going to see how boring they actually are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are yeah i think that's cool i i think for the ted talk i think it's annoying that she had to explain herself just yeah. because it's like ugh, why you know um but it's great that she had the platform to do it and i that love she was that it was to... probably like do you want to come to ted talk and explain how the hell you got this kickstarter so successful and she was like i'll come but i'm gonna do it my way exactly yeah and they were like okay and then she and you could tell the ted talk is all her you know yeah, she is for sure she is not just explaining how kickstarter works she is explaining her mantra for life yeah. You know, and I love that. Love it so much. And then, and then, and then now she's just, and then, very, and then. she's very much on our Patreon. She's been raising her son and she's been making stuff. Yeah, she had a there. kid. She posted a little uh, bit about that. Here's she one made an song album for him. Here's one song from after this album came out called Machete that she made for yeah. her friend that died. Love this song. We'll, uh, And she's just in the space where her 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 one of her best friends dies, mm-hmm. and she felt a way about it, and she wanted to write a song, and she did. Yeah, and I love that so much. Yeah, 
I, I just I just overall like love how she's able to live in the space even before the space was there for her to profit yeah you know even before patreon existed she yeah. was she was like i just I, underst- I see the establishment uh maybe it's the punk mentality i don't know what it is but like she sees the establishment there and she's like fuck you i need i'm gonna make it on my own um even to the point of the story where her husband's like i'll give you money and she was like what <laughs> you know what she, no i don't take money from a man yeah what are you talking about exactly. it's her instinct and her she's instinct, like wait yeah <laughs> Wait, I'm, uh, I'm her, yeah, her instinct is very much to 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 fight the authority, um, and I I really find that amazing and inspiring a little bit. You know, what was your favorite Amanda Palmer song at the, from this deep dive? <laughs> oh man, I know it's it's a lot of good shit in there. Man, I'm so picky with my music though. It sucks because I I I going through this whole experience was so much better. Because if you would have just given me her music, I would have hated her. <laughs> like, I think. Sure. Um, because I don't get to see the artistry behind it. I don't get to see yeah. who the person is or what went into it. I get it. Um, so I don't like a lot of music. Yeah. I hear a song and I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, same. That was, that was catchy, but I'm not really listening yeah, to it same. again. same. Average. I, 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 for for I, the most part, when I listen to music, I'm like, eh, that's fine. I need a thing. Like, Something needs hearing to her live and hearing her story was what made me love her. You know? Yeah, exactly. Seeing all this, seeing her entire life story and her attitudes behind things and yeah. why she made certain albums and the struggle that she's been doing of like being a solo artist um <clears throat> that makes oasis that, that, that much satisfying exactly yeah it. that made it so much better yeah um i do think the killing type is probably my favorite just because I, I i already liked it and <laughs> listening to it again was like yeah i remember this song and, then and now there's like, like context and yeah like... now there's context behind it and now i understand and appreciate the artist so much more yeah um, and another reason that this was interesting because <clears throat> was because when I listen to music, I I really get into the music and never the artist behind the music. Interesting. When I listen to music, I am all about like, wow, this Ooh, is how this made me feel so great. I love the album. I'm I love so the different. song, and I never do the research. I don't. Most of my favorite songs, I don't even know who sings. <laughs> like, if I'm being 100 percent honest. I love one song I listen to like all the time is King for a Day or Bulls um, in the Bronx by Pierce the Veil. I love those songs. I don't know the lead singer's name of Pierce the Veil. <laughs> like, you know? That's crazy to me because I fell artist. Like, yeah. growing up when I was listening to Britney Spears and Tupac, I devoured the music and I devoured them. Like, I read yeah. books about, the, I bought books about, the, yeah. I followed their, them. Yeah. That's why I listen to their music. Yeah. And I've always been that way. And I wonder. I wonder if other people. I, I wonder what more people are like. You. Are they more like, people no, like me? No, are they more, way more like you? Like you. They're you way so? more like you. Yeah. Because so people much... can listen to the radio. I don't like listening to the radio. But there's so much fandom. So like, I feel like more people go into the artists because there's so much fandom behind and crazy fans behind music and musicians. Mm. Whereas maybe you're right. I, you know what I mean? That's yeah, the only thing weird. that makes me. Feel maybe like, you're I the think weird, I'm weird one. one. I was like. Okay, I'm guys, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, let us know which I'm, one's the weird one. Amanda, Nick. tweet at Marcus and let him know how weird he is. Nick for obsessing over the artist or me for not even knowing their names? Yeah. <laughs> it's the longest standing debate of our lives. It needs to be solved. No, I guess it is you, huh? I think it's me. I, I, I was initially saying me because I listened to so little. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's probably you. It's probably you. Because <laughs> most people are like, oh, I fucking love this guy. He's so great. I love so Aerosmith. I, I love, love blah, blah, blah yeah. because of his blah, blah, blah. I don't know who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Aerosmith because that song was in uh, that movie about the asteroid. It's so cool. 
so good. I don't even know what you're talking about. What no, Bruce Willis, Armageddon, where oh, there's a there's an Aerosmith song in there. Yeah. What song? Famously. What's the song? Fuck. Yeah, you chump. There's a Liv Tyler music video to it. Oh my god, what do I remember? Is Liv Tyler the lead singer? Liv, no, Liv Tyler is Steve Tyler's daughter. Is who Steve was, Tyler the lead singer? Yes, he was. Um, she was in the movie Armageddon, but also was in Lord of the Rings. I know who Liv Tyler is. Oh, okay. She's in Ant Man. What? Right? Is she in Ant Man? Isn't she? No. Is she Wasp? Was Wasp? Wasp? Is, she's is that, not Wasp. Is that eventually Wally? Yeah. I get too confused. <laughs> They look the same and they both say live and Lily. Oh my Lily. god! That's hilarious. They're almost the same. That's so hilarious. They're almost the same. Nick did not know the difference. Tell me the difference. I don't know the difference. Look at them side by side. They're the same. I'm looking at the Armageddon song. Evangeline and Liv tweeted us. Get us. Come on the podcast and prove you're different people. Oh, I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'll miss you, baby. And oh. I don't want to miss a thing. I heard that, movie, that song before in that movie with about the Ashford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to miss one smile. <laughs> I don't want to miss one kiss. I just want to live right here, right there with you. Just like this. Anyway. Uh, in conclusion, about Amanda Palmer. I, I've never seen Amanda Palmer. I hope your takeaways you listen to some of her music because yeah, I, sure. I find it entertaining, yeah. insightful, uh-huh. inspiring when I'm having a bad day, when I'm having a good day, when I need to be propped up, when I need to think about something, when I need to not think about something. Amanda Palmer's totally who I go to. I got the pleasure to see her live. She toured with her father. I she saw released that. She released an, an album, album with, with her dad. Her dad. Oh, I had so many questions That's about that. That's so cool. I yeah. saw them live. They sang songs together. Really? It was neat. That's weird. It was so cool. I had so many questions. I was like, did she not have a, did she have a strained relationship and her relationship got better now? What, what's it the... sounds like she had a, a normal middle class upbringing oh. and they had enough and they were fine. But, you know, she was, and she explains how her parents, while they always supported her artistry, they never understood it. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell the songs she sings with her fathers are different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, they're a little more folky and a little mm-hmm. more, you know, they're still super cute. Yeah. I got the album. And I met, oh, nice. and it's really cool because I met her after the show. And she very famously tries to meet all her fans because that's she that she yeah. understands that you know that's <coughs> it's part of it. It's a two sided. It's a relationship. That's yeah. that's what she's making. If that's, she's requesting... that's what she's selling. Yeah, the relationship. That's, that's also part of the art of asking. It's yes. the giving. 100%. If you are asking and not giving, that's not the difference. Exactly. That's not building a community. Exactly. Or, or I remember I met her business. and I let her know I was at a tough place and seeing the show helped so much and she grabbed me by the hand and she said it's going to be okay and. And then I met her dad. He was real sweet too, and Aww. it was real nice. It was real cool. Like I met her, and she's real sweet in person. Yeah. Like she just finished a fucking two-hour, three-hour show. Yeah, There's tons of people in line. The ma- I remember the manager of the club was not harassing her, but like they're like, like get out of here. At the time no, 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 no. He wanted like her time. He was like, oh. yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good show. You know, maybe gotta get back here sometime. And was just like talking to. Us. She was like, mm-hmm. I got. She's like, okay. okay. Yeah. And and obviously it would be it would behoove her way more to talk to the manager of the club For to sure. get more gigs to make that relationship important. But she was like, I need to stop talking to you because my fans are waiting. Yeah. And I need to talk to them more. And I'll never forget that because that that, that is her in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it would be better for her to talk to the guy in charge. But she was like, No, I need, there's people in line and they want me to sign their dumb book and they want yeah. me to talk to them and I I, I want to do that. Yeah. So cool. 
<laughs> much, much respect. Mad props to the person behind the music. Amanda Palmer. Amanda Palmer. Find her stuff. This is you can behind find, the music with uh, Nick and Marcus. You can find all her stuff at amandapalmer.net. You can find, follow the blog post that me and Marcus were walking through, talking about her life. You can find all her music. You can find her Patreon there. I would suggest that if you never use Patreon, honestly, my experience with her Patreon has been super cool. Yeah. Because she updates you on her life. She updates you on the music, on every project that comes out, on the thought process. It's super interesting. Yeah. Seeing how an artist works. Especially being an artist, it's super inspiring being that close to someone doing it, actually yeah. doing it. Yeah. And she's on tour right now. And this, she said, this is the last tour she can do for the while because she's going back and making a new album. Oh, nice! Like a real album, like a cool. full, like yeah. actual. Album. That's great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, Nick, what did you think about Amanda Palmer? That's not how you. Wait, what? I don't. I like. I love her. I okay. Love her Would music. you recommend Amanda Palmer? Uh, I had. Wait. I think. Hold on. Am I doing this wrong? You are doing this wrong. Um, Marcus, what did you think of Amanda Palmer? I thought that she, uh, sorry, I, like I said earlier, if you would have given me just her albums, I don't think I would have appreciated her as much, but I think that getting a whole, the whole picture of who she is definitely helps, and I like her as a person, I think she's cool. This song's Bigger on the Outside by Zoe Keating and Amanda Palmer. Okay, what's the next question? Marcus, would you recommend it, Amanda Palmer? That's a hard question because I feel like there's certain songs that I would definitely recommend, and I there's definitely people who I'd recommend Palmer Amanda Palmer to. Um, so yes, yes, if you're the right person uh, and you think you can vibe with Amanda Palmer like Nick does, then I would recommend her to you. Marcus. Yeah. Important question. Yeah. Last one. And then I'll stop talking about Amanda Palmer forever. Stop forever? Yes! No, I'm just I kind of talk about her a lot. <laughs> Are you going to continue to listen to Amanda Palmer and check out her new album when it comes out? <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, yes, I will listen to her new album. I'll definitely check it out. I'm going to go back and continue listening to a couple more songs. See how... Uh, See if on a second or a third listen, if I appreciate them more. I'm definitely going to download a couple of her albums to my phone. So yeah, going to continue to check out Amanda Palmer. Beautiful. So beautiful. The ukulele. Ukulele. The ukulele. She's one of the reasons I bought a ukulele. I'm not going to lie. Oh my god. I am not going to lie. She plays like a ukulele in like two songs. She plays it a lot. Maybe in her live stuff. Hey, she does. She but does in all, all of her time. music, I was like, "There's fucking it's her parent piano." What the fuck is Nick talking about with all this ukulele bullshit? It's, it's a lot of her live stuff. It's I was like, like, "What the fuck?" So I was like, "Oh my god, Nick's a piece of shit." He's like, "Oh yeah, she's a ukulele." <laughs> she performer. made a whole album. She's a ukulele performer. Oh, she's only defined by her that. ukulele. I never once said she's that. She's the most prominent ukulele oh, person god. I know. Oh boy, ukulele, ukulele, and not once. I mean, if you ever listen to this, I'm so sorry for him. I really do love. Not him. once I did I see. I saw her piano. Uh, I saw that she was talented and can play the ukulele, but I did not see her ukulele. continue to play it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We didn't talk music. about the ukulele anthem. She made a whole song about how playing the ukulele is important. 
Yeah, she did. Right. She made one song about it on the ukulele. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. She, she made lots of songs with it, but nope. one just... She made... No. Point proven! No! Point proven! How many, how many songs did Aerosmith write about guitars, huh? You don't write a song about the instrument you're playing. Yeah, and she did. That's how important it is. No, she wrote a song about an instrument she doesn't play. She didn't even write no song about a piano. I didn't hear no song about the piano, which is the majority. Literally going to slap you in the face. <laughs> What's my challenge? What's my challenge? Oh, Let's move man. on. Okay, so Nick, your challenge for next week is something prolific. Something <laughs> profound. <laughs> you sound like you haven't picked it yet. I have not picked the challenge yet. Oh, what are you talking God. about? You calling me out on the podcast now? I just did. You calling me out on the podcast? I just did. Um, this, this episode... 10,000 downloads. Next episode, three. Okay, Nick. Yes? So, I feel like we haven't done something weird in a long time. We just did Amanda Palmer. I don't... That's that's normal. That's and not, the other week we did The Promised Neverland. It was about demons eating children. Hmm. Okay, but we haven't done something weird in a long time, Nick. Okay. We just... <laughs> We've only done weird stuff. Give me some mainstream. <laughs> give me fucking, give me fucking Disney's Mulan. I've never There's seen no, that. Have you never seen Mulan? No, I've seen it. I love it. It's one of the best movies have ever. Seen, <laughs> have you seen Aladdin? Have you seen Hercules? God damn it. Yeah, I've seen, seen all those. I want to give you something mainstream so much. It's just that there's nothing that is You know what's ruining like a podcast? Right what? You getting movie pass. No, there's no good movies anymore. Doesn't matter. I would have given you like half a dozen. Really? I saw Truth or Dare. I would have gave you Game Night. I saw Truth or Dare. I would have gave you Game Night. You could still give it to me. You saw it. What's my challenge? Oh my god. Nick, I'm going to give you the first three episodes of Catastrophe, the Amazon Prime show on Amazon Prime. You couldn't guess it. It's a free. Yeah. The British show. It's not free. I don't have Amazon Prime. You don't have Amazon Prime. I just turn it off. Money's tight. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want to make a thing of it? What do you want to comfort me? Say I don't live my best life because I can't afford Amazon Prime anymore. What? Nick, I have I have a, I have faith in you that you're able to find it for free online somewhere. You saying I'm a pirate? You saying I'm a fucking criminal? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I am. You are a criminal. Catastrophe. Nick, your challenge is. Oh my god, that was so loud. Jesus Christ, that's great. I'm so sorry, guys. Your challenge. Marcus is... doesn't understand what levels are. Catastrophe. Catastrophe! Is it good? You really like that much? I did, yeah. Oh my god, you are the worst salesman ever. This is one of the greatest, most prolific oh TV god. shows of all time. That's what I say. It's so amazing. Jesus Everything Christ. I love, I love it to a thousand percent. <laughs> Alright. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like the way you sold it, I'm going to like it more than you do. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Then don't give it to me. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. I didn't okay. make a decision. I made catastrophe. that. Catastrophe. You probably don't even remember the show. No. I hate you so much. Fine. Next week is catastrophe. Woo! Unless Marcus figures something better podcast out. Podcast will be a catastrophe. <laughs> well, you can always figure something else out, and we can. You have one day to edit nope. the stinger to the end. Nope. Okay. Nope. Right. Sticking by it. All right. Please sing us in a. Uh, as You're a, the one who took the musical improv class. class. See. Oh, okay. Um. Well, here, I'll play the melody from one of Amanda Palmer's songs, and you, uh, you, um, sign sure. us out. great. Yes, I am. Hold on. I'm out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Please remember to download this episode. <laughs> you were so bad you made me mess up. Wait, you didn't like that? 
that you're already <laughs> listening to. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Amanda Palmer. Next week is going to be catastrophe, even though no one wants to do it. Bye, guys. Bye.